All right. All right. So, yo, so check this out. It's your boy, DJ, Mr. Chris. Another episode of Hip Hop Calypse. So I told y'all again, you know what my favorite catchphrase is? I'm not tripping with y'all. Real talk. Um, you know, when DJ Mr. Chris started Hip Hop Calypse, this is what it was supposed to be about talking to some legends as well as up and coming artists as well. But we have the fortunate pleasure today of talking with a legend. So before I let y'all know who this man is, this man here, it has been around West Coast hip hop. He laid the foundation for many of the West Coast artists and songs that y'all was getting y'all groove and boogie on on the dance floor back in the day. This man is very instrumental in the whole hip hop movement. And I gotta be honest with y'all, this man has been in the studio and been associated with a host of various West Coast favorites. We're talking about MC8, DJ Pooh, DJ Quick, the, my 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 all time favorite MC, my number one MC. Y'all know DJ Mr. Chris, love him some MC Ren. MC Ren, my all time favorite MC. My last name is Warren, so I use a run around saying I'm MC Warren. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, I have the man, the myth, the living legend, West Coast Cam on Hip Hop Calypse. <laughs> DJ Mr. Chris. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Cam? What's going on, baby boy? <laughs> Man, you you gave up you gave up a, 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 a real epic in, uh intro right there. You know, that's oh, I don't baby. know if I can live up to that one. Oh man, you know what, man? It's well deserved, brother. It's well deserved. So <laughs> we're gonna hop right into it. So what real West Coast will real West Coast hip hop heads they know who you are and they know what your status is about. So I don't think we necessarily have to go down that rabbit hole of who you are, what you're about. But for just in case there's some people right. out there that don't understand, let the listeners know a little bit about who you are and your contributions to this whole West Coast hip hop movement. Well, man, I'm, I'm originally known as Cam. Uh, the original mm-hmm. Cam, you know, before uh, Cameron. Shouts out to Cameron from the Dipset on the East Coast. What up? What but, up? Um, and you know, I came into the game around 1990, 1991, by way of Ice Cube, one of the original members of his Lynch Mob. Uh, signed to him when he first went solo. One of his original artists. It was uh, Yo Yo, Lynch Mob, and Cam on Street Street Knowledge Productions. That was in nineteen what nineteen ninety one. Mm-hmm. My first appearance, mm-hmm. commercial appearance, was on Death Certificate album, the Cube Death Certificate album, a, a song called Colorblind. Yep. With a, with no, a, with a no various, way. yeah, various uh, host of West Coast legends. Um, and then my first single that I ever had commercially released was on the Boys in the Hood movie soundtrack, a song called Every Single Weekend. Where okay. it was at, you know, on Crenshaw at night and fairs or wherever we got to shooting or whatever. That was that was Cam in the background every single weekend. Hey, so, so you know what? I heard it, my man, and let, let me tell you, I didn't seen I didn't seen that movie several times, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? As, as well as everybody else does. Yeah, we done lived it several times. <laughs> no, no, no. I hear. I, I I definitely hear you. So 
you're very monumental this whole west coast movement and everything like that and i know that you have been putting out some some new material we're going to touch base on that uh a little bit later that we you know i i have some some real questions to ask you on that um as far as the west coast movement where you are now you came up in you, you know you were a very instrumental part today's Today, right now, 2020, uh, let's just say COVID, all COVID aside, the, the West Coast hip-hop rap movement is a lot different than what it was when you were coming up. Um, it's, it's not a diss to... We, we have some fine lyricists. I mean, uh, Kendrick Lamar, for sure. But um, the, the survival tactics is a little bit different than what it was when you was coming up. Why do you think that is? Is it maturity of the people? Maybe some of the... Uh, the, the so-called gangster rap, what we used to call it back in the day, yeah. is that still relevant now? What, what, uh, what do you think about I think, that? I think it went from gangster rap or conscious rap to, to bag rap. Everything is about the bag now. So anything that the, the, the people who control the bag and who uh, write the checks, you know, dictate, that's what now West Coast, not just West Coast, but, you know, that's, that's universally now um, throughout the United States. Um, it's, it's the agenda of, of the people that, in my opinion, have corporatized or hijacked uh, rap music, hip hop music, and, and, and sent it in a, in a whole other direction for their own agenda, their own purposes or whatever. So the, the authentic, in, in my view, the authentic rappers still, they still, they still rap what they rap about. They still push, push the line and represent the struggle and the pain and the suffering and injustice and, and fighting the system and all of that, but it's not pushed. It's not promoted by the machine. Right. And that's one of the things, um, that's, you know, when I was coming up and when I was listening to y'all and, and everything like that, the message, the message yeah. is definitely much more different because the message was much more realer and we're not hearing that as much if if at all right. now and so right. i know i know that there's a lot of maturity that has happened in the game and and that's good but um the the message now is a lot more different um how do you feel about today's rap you like it you uh, like it? I, I don't, good, I don't, bad indifferent um it's, it's it's all of that it's good it's bad it's ugly <laughs> It's all of that. I like the production. Of course, the production is is has evolved the, the, the sonically, but as far as content, I'm I'm like you said, I'm from the era where lyrics mattered. I'm a lyricist. You Absolutely. Be, yeah, you had to be saying something. Absolutely. West Coast, West Coast was notoriously known at you know when I first started as as not having lyricists and not you know they used to they used to clown Easy E and this you know West Coast artists. Because our thing wasn't about lyrics; it was more about subject matter and, and con, uh, 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 controversy right. Right. or whatever. You know, we we had the heart to go against like F the Police or you know even Toddy T and the Batteram. Batteram, yeah. Or Shout out to Toddy T. Yeah, Ice T, six in the morning. So we was we was against the police. We had that type of you know, it, but it wasn't a lyrical thing. It wasn't a verbal gymnastic. We was just cussing and going straight at it you know right yeah. you know and you you just mentioned something that um this this actually wasn't a question but really uh the west coast west coast gangster rap brought out uh they were really prophetic in showing what 
young black men go through in the streets. This is back in this is back in 1986, and I live in uh, I, li- I live in a place called Temecula now, but I grew up in Oceanside Vista area. Um, so when we heard what was happening in L.A., we didn't know about it. We didn't we we're like, man, there's racial profiling and, and everything like that. But when you drive eighty you know eighty miles or or an hour and a half away from Oceanside, California, you go in Los Angeles, that was apparent. How prophetic is that right now to see that still going on for you in 2020? Yes, it's, it's not even, you know, prophetic for me. It's, it's prophetic. Like, if you want to get into that word prophetic or prophecy or prophets, this was this was written about 4,000 years ago, thousands oh, okay. of years ago. You know what I'm okay. saying? So mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just somebody that picked up picked up the, the ancient prophecies of our, of our you know, oracles of, of the original Black nation, you know, and and I, I, I see it firsthand. I know it to be true. I love a lot of other people say, no, that that don't exist, and that's not relevant, and you know, racism don't exist. You know, like, but if you're in the bowels or the belly of it, if you're in the ground zero of it, you know that's absolute fact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, not to get on no religious preachy stuff, but you know, I just, I just, I just saw what it was and, and put it in, in in street language. No, actually, let's let, let's do that if you don't mind. So, you're you're a part of the Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah, I've been a member, a registered member of the Nation of Islam uh, coming this January to be 30 years. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I started my rap career at the same time I started my my citizenship in my own independent nation, Nation of Islam. Yeah, that's 30 years. So this is a rhetorical question. It's a silly question. Uh, your growth and your, your growth and maturity in a, in a nation of Islam, your growth and maturity, what has that done for you? Uh, everything it made me the man that that I that I any 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 good quality that you or anybody else might like about me or love about me, I got it. Ninety five percent of it came from Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. Okay. The other five percent probably came from my my loving mother that did the best that she could. May May God rest her soul and be pleased with her. So she can she couldn't make me a man so any manhood quality that you like about me or love about me or respect about me came 100 percent from my affiliation and, and citizenship in the nation of islam okay all right so you came out with the grip of albums yeah never again made in america yeah uh camnesia yeah, yeah. um more recently, uh, Mutual Respect, a Black Mutual Yeah, 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 okay. Um, I liked all of them, man. I liked all of them. Uh, I I think the one track that I used to jam a lot was the one, um, I think it was off of the Camnesia album. It it was with the, it was with the girl had that pump, 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 pump at all times. Pump, pump, pump. Ooh, uh, yeah, right there. That's make you want to have a it's called have a fit yeah it's called have yeah, a fit yeah have, have a, a fit there you go yeah, yeah. uh home, home girl on there was spitting bro that yeah, was that's, that, the, that's the home girl red bone miss red bone miss red bone yeah. yeah shout out to miss red bone uh but i i say that to say this man there has been a consist a consistency and, and we'll work our way up to your new project there's All been right. a consistency from your inception into the game up until now what what keeps you relevant from album to album is that same cam consistency i like that whole cam consistency because you know what you're going to get from one album to <laughs> for, from one album to the next it's kind of like um 
and and, and even though they came out with uh, two albums and EP, it's like NWA. You knew what you were going to get from an NWA album, even though that you know their catalog isn't as as large as yours is. But it's a consistency. How do you remain? How, first of all, what do you do to remain consistent as well as relevant? Uh, just so, just natural social activism. You know, just being in tune with what what your people is going through. The masses of dissatisfied, suffering black people, the descendants of four hundred years plus slavery, suffering, terrorism, torture, death, dehumanization. That's where gospel music came from. That's where soul music, jazz, right. all of that came from. It's, it's from our, our, our crying out, our souls crying out and, and expressing uh, the injustice and, and, and calling for justice. So we just did it in different different genres of music. That was, a, sometimes it was slave codes to help, you know, let you know we were about to make a run for it and get off the plantation. And, you know, sometimes it's, you, you on a nine to five plantation and you need to, you know, keep keep up to speed with, with, with what's going on in the streets, but you can't let the, the boss know that you, you know, that you're checking for this, you know, so that's, my, my thing is that I'm, I'm, I'm a soldier for that, for our struggle. Right. So, so this next statement here, and Cam, this is a compliment. This, this is a compliment. Now, no, this is a compliment, man. So you, for, when I'm listening to your albums, um, it 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 really speaks the streets. You're talented. You you have wicked cadence. I love the lyrics. I love the punchline within your lyrics. But you never really went mainstream. Was that was was that done strategically? Did you just <laughs> did you did you just say, hey, listen? I, I just want this for my people to listen to. This is I'm all about West Coast gangster right. rap. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, you 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 had now you had the the track with DJ Pooh. Everyone knows they was on a dance floor. Whoop whoop. Right, right, right Okay. Right. So but so I always intended you know I, you don't make it to go mainstream, but you always want your your your, your song to catch fire and be big. But mainstream is mainstream is dictated by the, the, the corporate owners in the machine and, and what, what their agenda is. You know what I'm saying? So if you know who owns the record industry and, and radio stations and, and sports teams and you and you know who Cam is affiliated with, most likely you, you Cam is never gonna go mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you've had some it sounds like you've had some bumps and bruises in the industry, my, my oh, yeah, man. That's all I, I mean, know. That, that's, that's all, all you know? know? Okay, so I know a lot of that is probably because of the bumps and bruises. That's that's the reason why you say, Hey, listen, this is for the people, this is for the streets. Right. And you know, that's your real be. your real fans is gonna appreciate that because that's that's what it's about. And that's where you came from. Right, it's it's the it's the poor, you know, rejected, despised, disenfranchised, you know, the, the hated, and and the people, you know, they, they can relate to that. The, the people that still feel the, the crack of the whip, or that's still stuck on his hamster wheel, or in debt, a, a new form of slavery, or that's that's dealing with, you know, unfair, uh, trumped up charges and, and cases and police abuse when. You know, you didn't do nothing wrong, but you won't allow somebody to, to, to take your manhood. So right, you know, you're going to fight right. back. So now they're going to give you a case. They're going to give you a, a a criminal record. Now, now you got to assault against a police officer uh, because you wouldn't let him 
kick you in your nuts or something. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, I, I, I represent that. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're the voice. You're, you're the voice for that, and man, you've been putting it down for several years. You know, like I said. Uh, whenever the work, whenever the name Cam comes up, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be raw. This, this is gonna be raw. I know what I'm gonna get. Culture vulture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Dame, Mr. Dame Dash. Before we talk about the album, um, heard heard Dame Dash on it. Um, what was the inspiration for that? Uh, well, you know, as you know, um, speaking of, you know, on the last subject, the, the people that will, will make sure you're not na- mainstream are the same people that have the power and the influence, you, influence to punish you and to persecute you if if you're not going along, if you're pushing your people too hard. Case in point, Nick Cannon, right? That's mm-hmm. where this, this kind of thing started. Okay. Nick Cannon... And the candidate said something favorable uh, about Minister Farrakhan, so did Deshaun Jackson, so did Allen Iverson, so did, you know, I can go down on and on. Sure. And then here comes uh, anti-defamation, here comes the ADL pressuring mm-hmm. them and persecuting them and saying that, you know, you gotta, gotta apologize or we're gonna, we're gonna pull back our support or we're gonna uh, cancel your endorsements or we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. So, DJ Vlad, who is, you know, uh, claimed to be of Jewish, you know, whatever, a, a, mm-hmm. yeah, white Jewish descent, but then he claimed, he claimed to be an atheist. Um, he recently, after Minister Farrakhan's July 4th address called the Criterion, when he spoke to the world, uh, he chose to take issue with something that Minister Farrakhan said in a parable form in some symbolic form where he was quoting a parable of the Holy Quran and of the Bible talking about uh, the, the ritual of everybody in the Muslim world when we go to Hajj or make pilgrimage you know you pick up stones you pick up a stone and you and you throw stones at this other at the, pick up some rocks and throw, throw it at a, another stone and that's called stoning shaitan or stoning Satan or stoning the devil so Minister Farrakhan say, you know, to those false Jews, those ones, not all are not all white people that are that are Jewish, because he got a lot of support and followers and allies and, and loving brothers of the white that are white Jewish people, Orthodox Jews that really follow the, the faith of Abraham. But he was mm-hmm. speaking specifically to these imposter Jews, these Zionists, who actually are the ones who run and control the pornograph pornographic industry or the you know homosexuality all the, all the things that Jews are supposed to be anti they're supposed anti, to be going okay. yeah yeah so um Vlad felt the need to come out in defense of uh the, the Zionists you know as Minister Farrakhan was making an example about when you see these wicked individuals who claim they Jews but they control the 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 the, the the masses and the trends with, with their uh, filth and degradation and a powerful influence to spread, you know, all these all these anti-God, anti-Judaism, anti-Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, you know, practices throughout the, you know, throughout the world. He said, those are the ones that's false. And when you see them pick up the rock, pick up a stone of truth and throw that, 
meaning he literally said, you know, we're not saying hurt him or kill him or nothing like the that. The stone of truth. The stone of truth and hurl it at them and, and tell the truth from the mountaintop. Don't be scared to tell the truth. So Vlad chose to, to not finish that sentence and, and, and misquote him in, intentionally and said that he, he just stopped it where Minister Farrakhan said, pick, when you see a Jew, pick up a rock. And he, you know, he told that to, he was, mm-hmm. he was, he was interviewing D.L. Hughley. So he was trying to bait and, and lead D.L. Hughley to, to go against Farrakhan in that. And, you know, that's where that whole thing kicked off at. And, you know, two or three hours after Vlad aired that, then I went on my Instagram when I saw it and I, and I got on his neck and, and challenged him and called him out. And um, I did about two different video posts and, you know, they started going viral and people start sharing and I tagged them. Mm-hmm. So later on that night, he, he hit my inbox. We might've been that night, that night or the, the, the next night, but like 12, 30 or something in the morning, he, he hit my inbox. He never, you know, responded or accepted my challenge to go live or whatever. So he hit my inbox, I guess, when he thought I was asleep and, you know, let, let me do this message or whatever. So I, I was up and I was immediately on him. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Surprise. Yeah. So, and I, I posted that up on my, on my, uh, my Instagram and on my mm-hmm. on my YouTube, so y'all can go check out what what our interaction was and how he tried to play games. And I was like, now you know exactly what you did. So you got one hour. I'm giving you one hour from right now to, to go on all the platforms you know that you that you manage or whatever and, and issue a, a a public apology. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll think about whether we can be cool or not or whatever. He was like, you know, well you you're not an enemy of mine, Cam. No matter what, I understand where your where your uh, where your loyalties lie and this and that. I, you know, I just weigh that out. Well, you, you're my enemy. So, right. you know, I don't care. You know, I'm not trying to be your enemy. I ain't, you know, I thought we was in, on good terms. Like, now, I only met you once. I came on your show one time four or five years ago. And you, you, you didn't, you wasn't on this page. You know, you just, you just mm-hmm. like anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, um, so to make a long story short, you know, he's, he, he, said well you know do what you have to do cam basically in words or whatever like okay bet you know what i'm saying and that's that's what started i i, I guess he thought i was going you know <laughs> yeah yeah no soft or not really trip on him like no you i'm a i i just begun this this is just begun you know the campaign has just begun on that. The, the campaign <laughs> yeah. that's what's up um yeah, uh, hopefully every you know hopefully everything will work out. Uh, no, it's, it's working. It, out. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll everything ain't gonna work out for devils at all. Oh, okay. So if I'm a devil, it ain't gonna work out for me. If, if anybody else is a devil, then it's not gonna work out for them. You know, it, and if you have ill intent on doing something, you know, if there's ill ill, Ill or malicious intent on. Um, you know, not taking sides or anything, but oh. whoever does any ill or malicious intent, you know, they have to watch out because that thing called uh, karma comes back at you at, some, right. at one point or another. And so right. uh, I was very interested in hearing Dame Dash on there. What's what, what's you and Dame's relationship, man? Um, they, we, we, go ahead. Dame, Dame's intense, man. I like his oh, yeah, intensity. Yeah. He's, yeah. An, he's an intense brother. I, I don't watch all of his interviews, but I'm very intrigued with uh the content and his subject matters when he is conducting an interview uh i have heard that there's some people that's probably a little bit um what's the word that that what's the word they're 
they're a little bit intimidated by him. But from from what I see, much of what he's talking about, I feel that is the truth. And so, uh, with that said, but the relationship, how's your relationship with Dan? Um, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, we never really kicked it or, or nothing like that. I've always been, uh, from a distance, a, a, a supporter. You okay. Know, likewise, with, with him, and you know, being the same way towards me also. I never, okay. I never, you know, really got in his business or got in his way. He, he, a, he a strong personality, you know, real head strong. Absolutely. So, and, and you know, he been through enough. And if he, if he did, didn't have the track record that he has, then you, you would be able to write him out of history and, and wave him off too. But the fact that, you know, his, his relationship with, with Jay-Z and Rockefeller and, and Dipset and, and Kanye and everybody else, Kevin Hart and Lee Daniels, you can't you can't write him off like that. I don't care mm-hmm. how much you don't like him. Right, so, right, right, right. Me though, you know, one of the things that was that was uh, uh, he was a pioneer in was was that phrase culture vulture. I, I can't say that he was the one that coined the phrase, but as far as I know, you know, the first time I ever heard it, it was from Dame. It was from Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, so what, what, what had just happened with Nick Cannon and, and Deshaun Jackson and a few others, you know, these are my people. And we, we talked before this, you know, I mean, you know, right, right when that, uh, the pressure was coming on them from the ADL and, you know, and I understood the corner that they was backed into and, and it, you know, the trap that they was in. And, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, I ain't in that trap. So I'm, I, I go out here, I'm going to go bang like I bang you know so if you, if you don't want to be affiliated okay step back stand back but it's, it's like a fair case the state then picked it up now so I, even if you if you don't want to press, press charges and you know I represent the divine state I, fair, the divine feds we didn't pick this up so you want right. to step to the side it's amazing how uh, how black culture has been exploited for billions and billions of billions of dollars and so um for everything from from our voice to the fashion to us trend setting as well as um, taking fads trends bringing it into different neighborhoods and such and such we want more we want more we want more we want more but then I can control what you say and I can take everything away from you because I felt that you said something Mr. Representation of the Black community working for me I don't like what you said I done made billions on you it was good when I was making the money but now all of a sudden it's like oh hold on it's amazing how that happens Um, right right and before I no 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 you go ahead no if if they can make examples of us like that when they know that we're the the lifeblood and the talent that they've been getting fat off of absolutely then, then we gotta be able to be man enough and strong enough to make examples right back. That's how you. That's how you prove that that you're equal. They, you know, another pe- people ain't gonna treat you equal until you you treat yourself equal and you treat you know what happens to you and, and how you respond to it equally. So if somebody gonna do that to us like they done to us, 400 years of slavery, they made examples of any strong Nat Turner or Harriet Tubman that you know they try to do too much on the plantation against them, they killed them in front and and, and tortured them or whatever in, in front of all of the people. So that, that's what has to happen here. Since this this violation was verbal and, vi- and visual video, then we're gonna do you like that verbally and visual. If, if it was physical, it, it would be physical, but 
he did it on on that platform and he's getting this example made you know to 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 show the rest mm-hmm. you know this is going to happen to you also from now on with what's going on and let's use that as a segue so for what's going on today we're talking about systemic racism we're talking about uh racial uh, racial inequality how much of what you're seeing and what we're reading now and experiencing you you've seen it like i said you know when we talk about prophecy uh early on but you've seen it how much how much of what's happening today is going to play a part in up and coming albums from you Oh, every, everything. I, I finished the whole, I got a whole album with Battle Cat. Shouts out to the legendary. Uh, yes. Yeah. We got yes. a whole album. First single, well, I don't know if it's going to be the first single, but probably it's a, it's a song called Legend in My Section that we, we kind of leaked already. I heard it. Uh, yeah, Legend in My Section. <laughs> yeah, right. featuring Corrupt and uh, Chill yeah. from Time to Most Wanted. And then uh, this, the second single is, is real controversial. You know, that's what you're going to get from Cam, like you said. It's a, it's a record called Race War. Yep. That's, fe- that's featuring uh, David Banner and uh, mm. and Big Gip from the Goody Mob. From the Goody Mob, okay. Yeah. You, you you gave a shout out to Nipsey. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you know Nipsey? Yeah, I didn't. I, we wasn't we wasn't uh, close. You know, like like not. I'm talking about not not a. Uh, we was good. We you know much love and mutual respect. But he was a different generation below me. So right. You know, we wouldn't have been hanging out together, but. Um, a lot of his his uh, his his style and his content or whatever you know was heavily influenced by me. And funny, really funny that you said that because um, when I first heard Nip, I said that it, that has a, a cadence and not blowing smoke up anybody's ass. No, man. No, I no, said no, no, that no. has a cadence. I said that's like a a cam cadence. Right. So I I, I heard. I heard the the uh, track with you and DJ Pooh, and I said, "Yeah, that, that's right. kind of similar." And you know, I had dropped it after that. But uh, right. rest in heaven, Nipsey. So check it out, Cam. Let the listeners know where they can find you at on social media. First and foremost, man, it's an awesome interview. You know, whenever I talk to a legend, I could just talk for days and days and days. But I know that you're on limited time, man, and so. Uh, I definitely would love to have you back on the show and we can go down the rabbit hole on some other right, things as well. Right. But I think for the most part, we, we covered a lot. We touched on right. different subjects. And so, and that's the main important thing. Why don't you let the listeners know what's coming up, where they can find you on social media and where they can support you. Man, I just appreciate you. Like I said, DJ, Mr. Chris, uh, I just had to tap in with you because I'm, I'm always riding with the so-called underdog or the one that's not, mainstream because the real mainstream is is you and what we doing here right right this is the real underground railroad this is where it really goes down and really goes up at right so that's why i'm here um but you can you can find me on on instagram on youtube on facebook at west coast cam or on my website and speaking of that you know we're not taking a no, no vaccines. I'm speaking for myself. We're not taking no vaccines. This is ionic colloidal silver. This okay. is something I've been making for my family okay. for since 2009. I've seen that on your site. Right, right. And, yeah. Um, do your own homework on that, on, on what colloidal silver is. It's been suppressed by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, because it's, it's a natural element of nature, silver. 
and silver is the, the strongest known natural antiviral known to science. It's, it's proven according to peer-reviewed published medical and scientific journals by top white scientists worldwide that it kills over 650 disease-causing viruses, pathogens, microbes, germs, bacteria, fungi, you name it, within six seconds, from six seconds to six minutes of contact. All disease-causing viruses ever tested on silver has not been able to, to live longer than six minutes, nor been able to mutate. Hey, let, so, let me ask you this real question. Uh, so I know that I, I know that you've already done your homework on it and everything like right. that. But uh, where you won't take it, what's your suggestions for people when that vaccination come out? What's 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 your thoughts about what? What's, <laughs> what what <laughs> it, 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 it one minute or less? Because I know right. you got limited time. What's your whole idea about this whole vaccination and this whole COVID thing that we're living in? Well, they say this, the. The, the scientific studies and journals themselves say that there's no such thing as a safe vaccine. They're, they're proven to be unsafe. Okay. So okay. there's no cure. There's no history of no cure for any of these diseases in, in vaccines or in, in drugs and pharmaceuticals. The only cures have been in, in nature, but since the FDA and American Medical Association and all of that cannot corner that market or monopolize and put a patent on anything in nature they don't want to they don't want you knowing how to cure yourself like dr sadie you know rest in peace who, who rest in peace yeah right that you that you can find some some herbs in your backyard or some or grow some and 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 heal diseases and cure diseases for for under a hundred dollars mm, you know mm, mm -hmm. so that's what that's what also what the silver represents that's a mineral from from the creator this is not a drug you know, it's a natural mineral that has antiviral, natural antiviral properties, and it's been known for hundreds of years, if not centuries, I mean, if not uh, thousands of years, the properties of silver. That's why silver is mentioned in the Bible and the Quran, and you got silver spoon and silver, silver uh, platters, and people used to, you know, back in yeah. the day, used to put a silver coin in, in milk or whatever because it not, it kills all bacteria on contact. Bacteria can't can't even grow in presence of silver. Well, I need to read up on that. I need to read up on that. So we really thought we, it's, yeah. it's, and, and something similar with gold, but when you're ignorant, you think that that's just jewelry. You think we, we love mm -hmm. gold and silver and, and diamonds and, and, uh, and quartz crystals. We thought that was just jewelry. No, all of that has, has deep scientific, powerful properties that we just lost the knowledge of what, what it's good for. But antiviral, you know, medicinal purposes, silver and gold, is the top that's the top you know some of the top of, uh, elements in the in the chain so ladies and gentlemen y'all just got done listening to a legend not only is he a wicked mc not only does it keep it real for the streets y'all this man is very in tune with science religion the list goes on and on that's what we have to do as a community and 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 as an individual we have to be enlightened we have to open up a book teach ourselves learn the truth y'all heard it from a legend mr west coast cam he was on hip-hopcalypse y'all he showed up he showed out we're gonna have him back on the show 
Like I said, I ain't tripping. Like, like I said, I'm not tripping with y'all. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all did me dirty when I first came out with Hippocalypse. Y'all was talking all kind of all, all kind of greatness. We just gonna call it greatness right now. Y'all was talking all kind of gray. But DJ Mr. Chris, he delivered. So make sure that y'all go support West Coast Cam, Apple Music, all of the platforms. His music right. is there. Culture got the new video. Yeah, check out the new video on uh, on YouTube. Also, Culture Vulture video. It's, check out the new. Check out fire. the new video. I think y'all gonna like it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a link. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna put a link on mine when I do the promo for this. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, man. But bruh, Mr. Cam, hold the line. It was a pleasure having you on the show, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Man, I appreciate you, Moby. Chris, appreciate you, Moby. That's what's up.